0: Educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, this is Holly Shaw. I'm here broadcasting live from Digital Hollywood, and we're speaking with Evo Haining right now. Evo Haining is the CEO of Light Lodges, and we're going to be—she's going to be a speaker here on one of the panels today. So I'm excited to talk to her about production film. All the things we're here to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for being on on the show.
1: It's fantastic to join you here, Holly.
0: Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about, um, you were telling me, what are you here to talk about? Uh, So I'm a producer,
1: as well as a technologist Mm -hmm. and a technology founder, Mm -hmm. and I work in Mixed Reality... In kay. AI and figuring out how some of these tools in virtual, immersive, and interactive programming will work
0: with cinema, television, and location based experiences. Fascinating. Now, for the average person listening, I know everyone here. knows what um, mixed reality is but can you explain to those of us that don't know? Uh, So
1: some of us are familiar with VR, right? Anything that you might watch in a headset. Sure. So mixed reality is the blending of the virtual and the physical and that can happen in your living room, that can happen on your mobile phone as we begin to have these interactive experiences that overlay with the real world, what is known as augmented reality. Okay. Um, And so we're producing new types of TV shows and we're working across many different genres from talk shows, game
0: shows, challenge, narrative, and docu series. Okay. And so I guess as people are trying to figure out how to produce this, what are the biggest challenges that they face when they're trying to produce new content and right. these tools?
1: Right. So, uh, for the last 10 years, most of our interactivity when it comes to television, especially, has been through social media. Okay. And so we're very used to using Twitter or Instagram, but when it comes to doing deeper, interactivity, let's say collaboration or designing things together or getting large groups of people to do things together, that has been harder to unlock. Mm. The technology hasn't necessarily existed for your television to do this well until recently and now we have what's known as ATSC3, which are uh, new standards being rolled out across the broadcast industry. What that's going to do is basically make your smart TV more like the web. It's going to allow you to be able wow. to talk back to your television and have those interactions work with you. Wow. And that's going to happen in personalization, but it's also going to happen in play as we start to see series, as we start to see talk shows, all of these sorts of things engage
0: the audience in a broader conversation. That sounds fabulous. I've always wanted to yell back at the
1: TV. <laughs> <laughs> right. So now we're right? used to it. With Alexa, for example, yeah. we're starting to get used to voice yeah. interaction. And we're seeing, for instance, Jeopardy! the TV show now allows you to play along and yell out to your TV. So yeah. these are the sorts of things that we're seeing at uh, conferences like TV of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. Digital Hollywood, conferences where producers are trying to figure out how to leverage interactive technologies in ways yeah. that are you know, seamless and hopefully aren't difficult for the audience to get their head around, that don't require necessarily mm-hmm. lots of technology or a headset or $1,000 mm-hmm.
0: in equipment to do. Mm-hmm. So it's delivering it in a way that anyone can just pick up and start using.
1: Right. And we're, we're still a few years from this. Right now we're seeing yeah. wider adoption of VR, for example, yeah. and not just for games, but for storytellers, for documentary. That's the panel yeah. I'll be on later today, which is looking at both documentary and narrative storytelling, and that's 360, interactive yeah. and immersive. Yeah. And these are the sorts of things that television hasn't done well in the past, but is ready to do. And so Mm -hmm. figuring out how are we going to teach new producers how to do this work, how are we going to create better distribution (laughs) networks for this type of content, Mm -hmm. and then how are we going to work with the makers and with the audience to help them connect with each other in ways that especially engender deep engagement, not just Mm -hmm. talking back or voting for your favorite American Idol. Can we use this... To change the world, basically. Right, Right. because interactivity drives engagement, but it also drives value. And we know that it's a highly valuable proposition for media makers and media networks. Sure. We haven't figured out how to unlock the value, and that's where technologies like blockchain can come in. So we're beginning to look at how do you associate the media content consumption, right? The eyeballs with the interactivity and the value because the more you get people to interact with their media, Mm
0: -hmm. the more
1: valuable it becomes. Mm. The more they're attached to it and the more they're going to begin to share your story with you right? They're part of that story at that point. So you're saying it builds empathy? It builds not just empathy, but like long-term engagement. Mm. You start to care because it's your story. Mm -hmm. It becomes a part of you, not something outside of you. Wow, that sounds very addictive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, right. And we're starting to see this, for instance. Uh, We see, for instance, on the phone, games like HQ will have hundreds of thousands of players every day. And it's a very simple level of engagement. But we can unlock that to Let's say I'm working on a game show, for example. Sure. It's a civic engagement game show. Uh, We want to unlock Mm. hundreds of thousands of people working on big challenges together.
0: Wow, so that's just one practical application of this technology and the way you're envisioning it. Can you give me examples of you mentioned documentaries like bringing right. people into experiences of other people?
1: Right. So I'm working on a series right now around chocolate around the world, and that's specifically three sixty stories that are interactive from the makers of your chocolate. So it's generally young people, teenagers and young adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been to Dominican Republic. Uh, we have a team right now scouting in the Amazon. And our goal is to hit 22 countries and to hand off the media kits to the young people directly. We don't want to tell their stories for them. We want them to tell their own stories and to interact with the audience directly.
0: Wow. So you are putting the tools into the hands of the people to produce their own work. Right. I used to be an educator. So figuring out
1: how to unlock that creative potential, because generally, if you are a farmer in a country where you don't have regular Internet access, Mm -hmm. you're not going to have access to learn these new skills. Mm -hmm. And that's where getting the audience and the participants and the makers all together can change the equation around education, around social impact, Mm -hmm. around environmental. All of the different data points that we're trying to measure can be brought together in the
0: story. Wow, that's so fascinating. I I love the idea of using this tool for education, using it, because I think these days so many people are expecting themselves to be producers, we have many tools, at least here in the U.S., you know, and in Europe, and but then there are people in remote places that don't have the same tools.
1: Generally, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, here in America, we can pick up a smartphone and do this, but mm-hmm. when I was in Dominican Republic, it was 45 minutes to get to internet access. Right. And so most of our farmers and the people who make our food around the world are very much disconnected from the rest of us. And I see interactivity as a way that we can begin to create closed loops. And it's not just about food. It's about everything we create
0: and touch in our lives. Yeah. Cool. So what else? What other projects are you working on?
1: Uh, So beyond the different types of series, I'm joining the XR studio that Mozilla is hosting this summer, which is 30 women in mixed reality in San Francisco. Wow. So I'll be moving in there tomorrow. Uh, My colleagues are already moving in this week. Um, And then I'm also working on some new projects in Spain that we'll be able to talk about later this year. Uh, That was just announced at Cannes, where we're building out mixed reality studios there. And uh, I have a special effects company here in town. So we're working on a number of different film projects as well. Uh, Some mixed reality cinematic pieces that you'll be seeing come to theaters, especially in 2020.
0: Cool. Yeah, you mentioned that, a special effects uh, studio called Toy Shop. right? Right.
1: So Toy Shop we founded 10 years ago. And Toy Shop works at the intersection of media and technology, especially around hardware. So we've built uh, many of the spaceships you've seen in movies, robots, wearables, um, a wide variety of things that light up or do things or interact. And so we end up doing R&D and prototyping for media industries and for uh, major multinational companies, including media networks. So... What we've seen is that many of these technologies are fantastic, but they don't get to people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Generally, they are only used by a very small number. And so we've tried to figure out, how can we begin to socialize some of these opportunities for new types of interfaces, new types of storytelling opportunities? Um, And so Toy Shop is really designed as an R&D lab for that. They're on set right now on the new Avatar uh, films, so uh, you'll be able to catch some of the work that they've been doing soon.
0: Cool. And since you have your hands in all these um, different places that can can facilitate storytelling. Do you find that there's a story that you tell again and again and again? Um, Absolutely. And it's around the empowerment Mm -hmm. around
1: interactivity as we begin to turn on our collective creativity, Mm -hmm. not just admiring the handful of creators that we tend to lift up, but admiring the creativity in all of us, Mm. right? Because the interactive revolution, as we go from passive media to very active media mm-hmm. we are going to see a whole new rise of creators and they are going to yeah. be able to do all sorts of things if we give them the tools to do it so i see the interactive revolution as a beginning of empowering a very large number of makers around the world
0: wow so the story of creativity and empowering everyone to do it i love that i'm all about it building an army of artists myself so (laughs) i love that so much um so is there um you talked about the empowerment piece you talked about um, you're getting together with 30 women. What is that about?
1: Ah, uh, so Mozilla is hosting a pop-up called the XR Studio. Okay. Uh, this is a first-time initiative for mixed reality makers. And some oh, of us okay. come from broadcaster media or AI or VR Um doing many different types of R&D experiments. And because right now we're seeing mixed reality sort of in this nascent stage where it's not quite in the hands of people yet, we're starting to see uh, a lot of experimentation and a little bit of funding, but it's very hard to do this work right now. It's Mm. sort of the far edge of media. And so this is a great place to do that Mm R&D with other women. They've picked 30 women from around the world to join us.
0: Oh, my God. that's The creativity is going to explode out of that. I am so excited. That's exciting. (laughs) So is there any um, downside? Do you think that there are... Uh, I mean, we're we're surrounded here at Digital Hollywood by a lot of producers, a lot of movie film executives. Do you think they are on board with getting creativity into the hands of the masses because that's going to change distribution in dollars? It
1: changes distribution. That's unproven, right? There's a lot of question marks around what is that yeah, market going to look like. We don't know. Um, everyone wants a piece of that market and they don't necessarily know how to get there. Um, So there's a lot of confusion and questioning right now. Um, With that said, there's a tremendous opportunity space and a tremendous amount of risk because interactivity creates risk. And so managing Uh that risk and figuring out how to give the right number of choices to the audience, Mm. that sort of opens the door to play without opening the door to too much play. Right? There's sort of a fine line there for participation.
0: So so say a little bit more about interactivity brings risk. Uh,
1: Let's say you have a open user-generated content community where everyone can create anything.
0: Mm-hmm. They're going to
1: create things that are hateful or harmful, mm. and so you have Absolutely. to create choice standards and a sense of community so that you can begin to curate together.
0: This has been so great, thank you. I'm talking with Evo Haining, and you can find out about more about what you're up to. Sure,
1: our studio is at Light Lodges, so you can go to at Light Lodges and follow along
0: on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere you want. And wonderful. I'm Evo Haining at Amoration. Yeah, thank you, Evo. This has been a wonderful conversation. I learned so much, <laughs> so I know that. <laughs> (laughs) that. that they did as well. Thank Thank you, you, Molly. Thank you.